Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Absolutely 80s She Podcast. We are back. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Hello. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. I have to fill you guys in. There's a lot. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. A lot has happened. Um, Starting with, I got COVID last week, and... It was awful. Yeah, because it was your first time. Like, it's awful anyway, but I feel like it does hit harder the first time. It was truly the sickest I feel like I've ever been. Yeah, I concur with that. Yeah. Sam and I have said from the beginning, we're never going to let this, like, impact, you know, mental health. Like, we're never going to, like, force ourselves to record when, if we're really struggling. Like, we've made that a a thing. Yeah. But I still was like super, I just really felt so bad missing a week. But yeah. this time was different because I was so physically ill. Definitely ill. It was terrible. I called Sam and I was like, well, maybe in the morning I'll feel a little bit better. And we just kept pushing it back. Well, yeah, because you couldn't move. The only time you would move for the whole week was to go from your bed to the couch or from your couch to your bed. Yeah. And it's like, the reason I was even doing that is because I was having a fever and the couch is like a um, material that stays really cool. So when yeah. I was overheated, it was really nice to go over there. I'm having like flashbacks right now and it's not good. No, not good at all. I think for us, like mental health is always going to be a priority. So if you guys ever see that there's randomly like not an episode or something like that, there's probably, there's probably a very good reason. Yeah. Because one of us is imploding. <laughs> but I feel like a lot has happened like over the past couple weeks. Like a big thing for me is is so small. I got my nails done for the Mm -hmm. first time in like two years yesterday. And it was, I called Alana for everyone listening before and I was like freaking out. I don't know if anyone else feels like this. I know that you and I have had this conversation, but like getting my nails done is a supremely stressful experience for me. It's so annoying because I feel like with a lot of people who bite their nails like having our nails done is a really important thing like we have to get it done yeah I don't ruin my cuticles and my nails right but then the act of actually sitting there without your hands for an hour hour and a half I would say is kind of like torturous well and then the other thing too is like I am terrified that they're talking about me but who cares? Like people, I'm sure people talk about me all the time. I'm sure I'm walking down the street and someone's like, ew, that's a terrible outfit. And like, I don't, or wow, that's a great pair of pants. Like, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's inconsequential. And I don't know why it like made me so terrified. So Sam calls me and she, and I was like, okay, let's pinpoint what exactly are you anxious about? Because for me, sometimes in certain situations, when I'm really anxious about something or I built something up in my head, it actually... I think of like, what is the worst situation? And I think with you, like we said, okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to say, oh, wow, your shorts, your nails are way too short. Stop biting your nails. And then you're going to say, I know I shouldn't. And then that's it. Like that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. And I'll take it one step further. She literally did not say anything. She didn't even end up saying anything. No, like, oh, it was frustrating that I got so, but isn't that like, so typical you get so worked up about something and then it's over and then you're like I didn't need to be that worried and then instead of remembering that lesson for the next time this happens I'm just going to repeat the same cycle yeah no I know psychologically what it is is my brain is trying to prove like it's trying to protect me so by proving the worst outcome dealing with it I know that I'll be okay 
but it doesn't ever like trick you into thinking that things will go smoother or better than possible. Right. I'm so excited, guys. I have a new page. It's called the ADHD Accelerator. And I haven't shared it on any of my socials yet, but that's the page I'm going to be using to talk about how coaches can become more ADHD informed in their coaching approach. So if you're a coach, be on the lookout for that. I'll be posting it soon. I'm, I've been so hyper-focused on this. Like I feel like this is going to be such good resource for the ADHD community. So I'm excited. Thank you. I'm really, really excited. I'm probably going to be sharing more details next week. So definitely stay tuned. Well, we had this fun idea to kind of talk about, I mean, all the time Sam and I are like making fun of each other for our different like ADHD quirks and just like personality traits. And so I realized like so many of them are ADHD. Like what if we come on the podcast and share with them, some of them with you guys? I think this is such a good idea and it'll really give you guys some insight into how difficult it is for us to function. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to start with a broad thing and then I'll give some examples. You trail off in the middle of your sentences consistently, whether it's writing or we're talking on the phone to the point where now we have a rule that if we are both in the middle of talking and one of us trails off for more than a minute, we can hang up the phone. (laughs) Like there's even been times where you'll trail off or you'll be like, hold on. And then like five minutes will go by, (laughs) not five, but like three minutes will go by and you'll be like, okay, hold on. And then I'll have to be like, do you want to just talk later? And you'll be like, yeah. And then, you know, and I do that so often too. Like I even did it last night. I was like, I know. I was like, you sound distracted. Let's talk later. You're like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we don't even really say bye. We just hang up. But I have this really funny specific example. So remember when I came to visit you a couple months ago and you built me this sweetest care package Mm -hmm. and you wrote me this card and it's like the nicest card. So you wrote the whole card and then you said, love always Alana. And then you said, P.S. Thank you for being there for me. I don't know how I got so. (laughs) And then that's it. That's the end of the card. There is nothing else on the card. I don't know. Like, I think the funniest thing about that is I made the decision like, okay, the card is good to go now. <laughs> and I finished it. Like, that's like that's ridiculous. Like, I handed it to you. I put it in the envelope. Yeah, you sealed the envelope. You made the care package and you handed it to me. And I remember opening it and reading it. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and I had to show you that you didn't finish it. That's hilarious. Okay. For you. This is one that absolutely, you have done this forever. Okay. So I will get a text from Sam. I already know what you're going to say. It'll literally be like, Alana, 911, OMG, SOS, guess what? And all probably wouldn't be all of those things. It would be like maybe two of them. Okay, fine. And I'll be like, and I'll respond. And I'll be like, oh my God, what? And crickets. Nothing. <laughs> for hours too or hours. sometimes it's like she sends me this and then obviously just like forgets that we're texting but then I'm just sitting here like what does what that it? <laughs> and it's so funny but I'm like there, there's also been times where like I'll call you and I'll be like Sam like don't I'm like you just leave me hanging <laughs> you're so much nicer I like seriously do this to everyone and have done it forever to the point where now I'm not allowed to text my mom like that. She gets mad at me when I'm like, mom, OMG. And then I said, because I text in like 
how my thoughts appear. So I'll send one thought in one text, one thought in another text. Like I probably will never do more than one sentence in a text message. Yeah. People get very freaked out because I'll text in batches of like five. And I do the exact same thing. But I think what's so funny is like you open the door for us to be like, oh my God, what? And we just don't get to find out. Another thing that I always get roasted for is by even saying like the craziest thing just happened. And my friends are all like, probably isn't that crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Wait, actually, we have to, I have to tell you guys something so funny. I feel like we can share this. This, Who cares? So obviously it would be a dream for the podcast to be picked up by Idea Media. I'm really well known all about empowering women's voices through podcasts, like different podcast shows. And so, I mean, look, no shame. Like you have to be your own biggest, like, you know, supporter, right? So a little while ago, like I looked into what do we have to do to maybe one day become a Dear Media podcast? I'm like, look, I mean, like, let's just do it. Let's just try. Lesson for everyone out there. The worst that they can say is no. Like the type of podcasts that are run by Dear Media are like some of the most well-known like amazing podcast ever that Sam and I love. So yeah. just to paint the picture, this is an extreme like long shot. We're just going for it. So I call Sam later, like the next day. And I was like, guess what? Like to tell her that like, I saw probably like saw like a cute dog or something. And she goes, she goes, what did dear, dear media reach out to <laughs> Or no, you're like, did dear media reach back out? <laughs> and I was like, okay, really quickly. We need to make sure that, like, anytime I say, oh, my God, or, like, OMG, it's not about that. Like, that's going to be You were like, I just want you to know it will never be that. that is not, <laughs> it will never be that. That is, one, that's not how I'm going to say it. And, two, it's not that. <laughs> I just love the confidence that, like, the day after I submitted something to Dear Media, you truly thought I was, like, updating you about Dear Media. I would have sold – I would have risked it all betting that Dear Media had gotten back to us I just think it's so funny I mean we care you know oh my gosh yeah no no shame honestly we all I think nothing a little bit of shame on my part none I mean I'm the one that did it so you shouldn't have any shame it's me okay another thing that you do and this is like less jokey and more like serious I guess but it is still a lot you will go into holes like I know that we talk about hyperfixation a lot, but you embody, you are, if hyperfixation was a sports team, you would be the mascot. Like it is crazy. And it's not like right now you're hyperfixated on your course, which is like great work ethic, you know, qu- questionably intense dedication, but great work ethic. Sometimes you get hyperfixated on the, the craziest stuff though. Like remember when I introduced you to Love Island? Oh my gosh, yes. Of course. I like regret that because you'll watch every episode. And guys, truly 50 episodes in a season. Do you know how many that is? That is crazy. And they're like not, they're not like 15 minute episodes. They're like normal length episodes. And they're truly not doing anything in the show. They are literally going outside, spending the day having chats by the pool. And then they get a text and then they go get ready and then they go back and have a party. What'd you say? For some house party with a bizarre theme like Pirates of the Caribbean. But then all it is, is they spend, so they've spent all day outside having chats. They go in, they spend like a bunch of hours getting ready. Then they go back outside and have more, have more chats. chats. So I actually learned a fun fact about Love Island and shows like that. 
Apparently, the only place that the mics can't pick up sound is when you're physically, like, in the pool. Yes. So, apparently, when you see characters, like, talking in the pool, it's characters. Characters. Yeah, these are real people. They're not actors. When you see people talking in the pool, it's because they're talking about something that they don't want you to know about. Isn't that crazy? That is. When I first started watching like Bachelor shows and that when I was like growing up, you think like, oh, that'd be cool one day. And then as you get older, you realize that like we're all... I think it's so crazy because I watch now and a ton of the people on the show are like younger than me. Like, you know, when you you start to watch, you think they're all older. Love Island, these people are literally like... 19 20 21 because it's love island uk yeah and the drinking age is 18 yeah and i swear they sound like more mature than me and they're like i'm 19 (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty good you know it's kind of like how when we would watch disney movies and there would be okay in a cinderella story with hillary duff you're telling me you're telling me that chad michael murray was supposed to be 17 (laughs) that man was built like the men that man was built like a 30 year old because he probably was 30 when he filmed it so that's my thing is i see these guys on love island and stuff and i'm like no i think part of the reason i like it too is because i can watch it or have it on the background it's entertaining but because it's so much just not it's just a bunch of nothing you can be distracted you don't have to be paying attention the whole time so that's why i like like it so go love island Remember when you got really, really into cycle thinking? Like really, and that was your most, well, that was one of your more recent. Yeah, I mean, cycle thinking, I became a cycling instructor. Remember when I called you and I was like, hey, how do you feel about this idea about me maybe finding out how to be a cycling instructor? instructor? And you were like, I'm a cycling instructor. Oh my God, I remember that. Did you ever do anything with that? I didn't, no. Oh, man. But I have the certification if I ever want to use it. I don't know. That's very like that. That describes my personality. Like, I didn't just learn how to cycle. I had to learn how to how to, to instruct people. Like that's so extra, but that's so me. But um, well, I kind of do the same thing though. I'm like, there's no point in doing it if I'm not going to do it. You know. Um. It's also like you not running for fun, but running these marathons. Why would I run for fun? No one thinks running is fun. That's wild. It's crazy. I feel like we're definitely, this was just supposed to be more of a catch-up chatting episode anyway, so I hope you guys don't mind how all over the map I am, but there's like a huge running community in Austin, and it's like the more that I run, the more it's getting like pushed through my social media, you know, like in my Discover page and stuff, and it turns out a lot of these like semi-professional runners that I follow to like build my programs and stuff live in Austin. And there's this one guy that runs the same trail that I run, but I tend to run after work, but because it's been so hot in Austin, I've been running around 6, 37 in the morning. And that's when he runs and I've seen him running and live streaming the, the, the live streams that I sometimes watch. And I'm like, I have two schools of thought. One is annoyance. I'm like in the background of his live stream and he's like, running he's all glistening nothing is moving because there's muscle everywhere and then i'm in the background like hunched over (laughs) from my mouth wiping sweat out of my eyes and i'm just like if this shows up on the internet someone's someone's gonna catch these fists in an alley and it's gonna be him and his 
friggin' video recorder guy. My Sorry. second school of thought is that I like get so starstruck. Oh my God. I'm like, this is a celebrity for me. And he's running right in front of me and I can see his abs. That's so funny. Is he like a, like a big, like, like influencer type thing you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a running influencer. Like the San Francisco marathon happened this morning and like he was out there running with Matt James from The Bachelor, just <laughs> stuff like that. Like they, he runs in that circle. So we're really touching pop culture today, but I know anyway, you go down a lot of holes and <laughs> there are, it, they'll last from anywhere between two days to like two months. It's crazy. Well, and I also sometimes feel bad because I bring you down these holes. Like I, I felt really bad last night because I recently had like this huge breakthrough with the course that I was talking about earlier. And so at like 11 PM, it was um, midnight for you. It was 11 for me. And so Sam's on the phone and I just was so excited, like updating her. And I realized it was like, this is like a really in-depth conversation at like midnight. And I don't know if she wants this. <laughs> I was like sitting on the couch, kind of watching how I met your mother eating cold pizza. And then I started to do that thing where I would trail off. You would say something like really amazing that I should have been excited for. And I would be like, yeah. And then eventually you were eventually you were like, do you want to just talk about this later? You probably just want to have a normal conversation. I'm over here. <laughs> and I feel like that all the time. I feel like we would have so like we have so many of these stories just because we've traveled so much together. Yeah. Do you remember speaking of hyperfixation when you came to Australia with me and you brought your GoPro with like all of these attachments and you were like, we're going to make this amazing travel video. It's going to be very inspirational. And like, we did a lot of like very gorgeous stuff, but somehow at the end of that two week trip, all we wound, the only GoPro footage we have is my dad thought it was hilarious that Alana brought a head strap. I didn't, I didn't use so it. He wore it on the ferry. And you can't hear anything he's saying because we're on a ferry outside, but you can kind of see like the bottom half of his face and then like a fisheye lens of everything else. And it's such poor quality. And that was the only video that we have from this gorgeous trip to Australia together. And he, Sam's dad is so handsome and has the cutest Australian accent. He is he not? But um, he was actually voted apparently word rumor on the street in my brother's sixth grade class all the girls had a sleepover and voted him hottest dad was like 10 years ago he's really really handsome he's aging like he was pretending to like narrate he's like here we are on the ferry <laughs> like, it was just like a terrible yeah it was I Ill, Ill filmed travel video all because you bought all these attachments and you're like, we're going to become the next Jay Alvarez, like with our, <laughs> with our blue oceans and house music playing in the background. <laughs> and the funniest thing about that is like, we were at a lot of really beautiful places, but I think the difference is travel bloggers or like travel influencers, they, they know how to like take videos of them in front of these things. Like us, if, if I like was using this like selfie stick we were just walking, like, exhausted. Like, it wasn't an aesthetic, aesthetic thing. Yeah, it was not aesthetic. It's kind of the same as when you have travel bloggers who, like, show, who, like, video fireworks, you know, <laughs> and it's so beautiful. And you're like, how, but your firework videos 
are somehow on like the grainiest camera and no one cares and they're a hundred miles in the distance and I don't know. Do you guys remember Josh Peck from Jake and Josh? He posted a reel the other day and it was like if people actually asked to see the videos of fireworks because you know how everybody records fireworks but then we never look at them again and the video was like someone coming up to him and he's like hey dude do you happen to have like a video of last year's fireworks and he was like yeah dude here I actually do (laughs) you know we actually had this conversation after fourth of July this year you were like I didn't film the fireworks this year and I was like I didn't either it's my first year I just put my phone down and watched them enjoyed them that was crazy what a concept um so Sam you have a date tonight I do have a date tonight, guys. It's the craziest. Well, it's not really that crazy. See, I just did it again. It's the craziest story, but it's just mildly crazy. Okay. So I'm not. Okay. So I'm in a bar last weekend and it's like 1.45 in the morning. So it's definitely time for everyone to like start going home. So I call my Uber and then as I'm walking out, this guy stops me and I do not remember how he stopped me. And somehow in the two-minute conversation, he, like, asked me for my phone number. So I gave it to him. And, like, again, everyone is like, well, if you gave it to him, then you probably, like, were into it. And I was like, no, I will give my phone number to anyone because I don't know how to say no. And then I just won't answer. But um, We're working on it. We're working. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> but so, yeah, he ended up asking me out, like, last weekend for today. And I like am so nervous because I don't really know much about him. And I feel like I'm explaining this where it sounds super sketchy. I don't feel sketched out. Like I think he's a super normal guy. I just like am used to seeing someone's profile and like knowing exactly how old they are, exactly what they do for a living, where they live. Sometimes like if they have pets, like you see six photos and, you know, and this is like my first live date. Like where we met in the wild. Well, and what's so funny is like every we like everybody says you want to meet someone organically. Like that's ideal. That is the ideals. Yet when we have a situation where we like don't have their social media, this it can is terrible. Feels so scary. But like that's exactly what like that's what I want. I mean, ideally, that'd be so much better. That's like that's the goal. Well, that's what everyone says. And I don't know. I don't remember if it was you I was talking to yesterday or someone else, but I was basically like, I've been saying that I want to meet a guy in the wild for so long. And now, now I've met a guy in the wild and I'm like, this sucks. I like his, he was really making a significant effort with like making plans. And I think that's something that's like annoyed us in the past. I feel like this is a good sign. In Jewish matchmaking, the Jewish matchmaking lady, it's a show on Netflix. If you guys haven't watched it, um, I haven't watched it, but I do know that the Jewish matchmaking lady is like, if it's not an immediate, if it's not a hard no, then it's a yes with dating. You know, like if you're not an absolutely no way, then you should give it a shot. Like her goal as a matchmaker is to help people find exactly what they want. So like it's, she would never like want someone to be with someone more religious if they're not religious. You want someone who's like, like if you are spiritual but you know you don't want to go to synagogue all the time of course for your relationship you need someone who like values that and thinks that's like agrees you know so it's like kind of finding the right match but that's beside the point but it's a good show 
Weirdly enough, this is not the first podcast that I've heard matchmaking talked about on. Like, I do listen to this one really popular podcast about dating and stuff. And one of the women um, was doing matchmaking, like professional matchmaking for a minute. I do think that's like picking up for people who are at that phase of their life where they're like, I want an intentional, serious, serious relationship and I'm looking for marriage. I think matchmaking is becoming much less like taboo, like kind of like it's the new online dating. I used to think when I was younger, the concept of getting set up sounds like so weird. And now I feel like that's way more reliable. Oh, yeah. We just... One missed you guys and wanted to do a catch up. I wanted to roast Sam. I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, you really did. You wanted to do this for a minute. I hope the jumping around from topic to topic didn't give you vertigo or anything. (laughs) We had to do like a life catch up and everything. But um, I'm excited for the next few episodes. Make sure you guys keep checking, follow along the podcast at absolutely.adhd. If you're enjoying the episodes, tag us, message us. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. And we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good week, everyone. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Coaching by Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.